Hey there, I'm your host, Leslie Randolph. I'm a self-confidence coach for teenage girls and the self-confidence coach you wish you had as a teen. Honestly, I'm the self-confidence coach I wish I had as a teen because I know I could have saved myself and my mother a whole lot of heartache if I'd only known then what I know now. I hope to save you some of that suffering by sharing the lessons I learned late in life right here on Why Didn't They Tell Us. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, happy people. Welcome back to Why Didn't They Tell Us, the show where I share my lessons learned late in life so you can know better sooner. I am so excited for today's show because I have brought in reinforcements. I brought in someone else who I love and admire to share her lesson learned late in life. Um, And so we're going to just have a conversation together. I will tell you a little bit about Lydia and then I will let Lydia introduce herself. Um, Lydia and I met when we went through coach certification together from the Life Coach School. A very fast friendship was formed, one that was based on just mutual admiration and respect and a whole lot of accountability and a lot of love. I mean, just love for each other. Um, So it is an honor to have Lydia on here today for her to talk about her message and mission, and the work she does with her coaching practice, Authentic and Alive. Uh, I'll let Lydia tell you a little bit more, but hey, Lydia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is beyond an honor for you to be here. Um, Why don't you kick it off by telling people, in addition to my, my intro, who you are and what you do? We'll get into the why next. How about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm Lydia Hahn. I am an acne mindset coach, and I help women struggling with acne stop hating themselves and their skin. That's fabulous. So an acne mindset coach. What does that mean, Lydia? So if you at some point or another have struggled with acne, You probably know that acne is so much more than the external challenges that you deal with. There's so much that goes on internally that I feel like not enough people talk about. It affects how you show up at work, how you show up with your friends, with your own families, what you say yes to, what you say no to. It really affects every aspect of your life. And a lot of that stems from your mindset and how you're choosing to think about it moment by moment. So what I help with my client, what I help my clients with is not necessarily how to treat their skin, because there could be a million different solutions as to what might heal someone's acne versus another. But it's really going back to the basics of the stories you're telling yourself about your skin and how that affects your life on a daily basis. Yeah, so... Tell, talk a little bit more about that because I've had the privilege of, you know, working with or talking to Lydia over the past couple of years and knowing that when clients come to her, sometimes it is this idea of like, thanks so much. How can my acne get better? Right? Like they come to you for the solution, but that's not the solution that you help them find. Correct. That's right. Because I have no idea what's going to work for you. Right. I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not an esthetician. Of course, I can share with you what worked for me. But I think 
So one thing that I often share with my clients when they ask me, but how did you clear it? I tell them very honestly that that's the wrong question to be asking because it's not about the how, it's about who you have to become in the process to clear your skin. We can dig into that a little bit deeper as we further the discussion. Yeah, so I'm sure the who you have to become speaks to your story and kind of the why behind authentic and alive. So do you want to tell everyone about that, like how you got to where you are helping other women with their acne mindset? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the lowest point in my life to date was in my 20s when I struggled with severe cystic acne. I had a bad reaction to coconut oil. And at one point, almost every single pore on my face was inflamed with acne. And every single day, it felt like I was at war with my skin and with myself. And I really just hated the reflection of my own self in the mirror. So I would either cover up all the mirrors in the house because I couldn't even bear to look at myself, or I would go the opposite extreme of checking the mirror 100,000 times a day to see if it got any better. And I would cancel all my plans with friends. I took a leave of absence from work. I barely showed myself to my family members. I only left the house for 10 minutes a day because it, like, it just felt so hard to even leave my comfort zone. And I, I felt like that was the only way to live at the time until my skin cleared up. But after a while, I realized that was a horrible way to live my life. And I can wait to live my life once my skin clears up, or I can choose to live my life in a way that I wanted to, even if, if it was uncomfortable, even if it required more courage and vulnerability from me. And I know there's other people who are struggling with this same exact thing right now. And I want to show them that it's possible for them to live the life of their dreams right now, too instead of waiting for that moment to happen once their skin is perfect. So that's why I do what I do. Wow. So thanks for sharing that because that, that speaks to the lesson learned late in life. Um, mm -hmm. Not, not waiting until, or as soon as I talk about that a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of clients that we talk to feel like, well, I'll be happy as soon as I get this, or I'll feel confident as soon as my body looks a certain way, or I'll love myself once my skin looks a certain way. Um, but that idea that you can find that love and that confidence and that worth within regardless of. And do you find like, are your clients receptive to that when you talk to them about like, you can love yourself now, you can feel confident now? What, what, what do they say when you say that to them? Yeah. So I actually don't say that to them upfront because I know that going from zero to a hundred can feel like too big of a jump. If right now they're hating the reflection of themselves in the mirror, 
they're not going to all of a sudden believe that actually I'm beautiful and I can live my life in the way too. It takes work to get there, right? So what we do initially is to aim for neutrality, not shouting mantras in the mirror like I am beautiful and I love myself, but starting to be more okay with what currently is, right? So they don't have to feel positive about their acne. And I know that can feel impossible because it didn't feel possible for me at the time either. But I was able to learn how to feel more neutral about it, meaning even if I have acne, I can still go out and see a friend. I don't have to love the acne on my face to do that, right? So it's aiming from aiming, aiming for neutrality where they can start to feel a bit more neutral, maybe even more compassionate about where they're currently at on their journey. And eventually working our way up towards believing that it's actually possible that they can be beautiful and that they can love themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So on that journey, that's so interesting to me. Right. So it, it, we're not going to go. And anyone that knows me knows I love a mirror mantra. Lydia's laughing because <laughs> I'm assuming she knows I love a mirror mantra. Yes. But I appreciate that. Right. I oftentimes I, I'll, I'll say to people like this isn't about like just think happy thoughts and Certainly you don't want to gaslight yourself because that takes away from that self-trust that anyone would want, you know, to develop of, yeah, I believe what I'm saying to me. Um, so w- what would that look like? Like truly, if a friend, if, if a, a, a young woman is trying to go out, but she's looking in the mirror and thinks, I can't possibly go out. I'm so hideous. But the goal ultimately, yeah, is to live a life you love, mm-hmm. to go out with friends, to to not stay locked indoors. So how could you support her in in just getting out the door? Yeah. So I think first it's catching yourself in the moment when you're saying these mean things to yourself in the mirror. For me, it was, ew, you look disgusting. I don't know if anybody's ever going to love you when you look like that. Or, oh my gosh, you look horrible. And all of these things I was telling myself in the mirror, it felt like there were just facts that I was reciting, right? There couldn't be any other possible scenario that I tell myself at the time, or at least that's what it felt like. But it's catching yourself in the moment as you're saying these mean things to yourself in the mirror, and then pausing for a minute to just ask yourself, how does this make me feel? Because when I was being mean to myself, I felt pretty horrible. I felt really sad and depressed. I felt hopeless. And so no wonder I canceled my plans and hid under the covers at home, right? So it's really catching yourself in the moment and making a deliberate choice. Do I want to keep telling myself this? That makes me feel horrible. Or do I want to tell myself a different story? So I think the biggest aha moment for my clients is often recognizing that there's acne. And then there is the stories that they tell themselves on top of that. And that second part is what really creates the suffering and the pain. Because there are people out there who have acne who are not hurting so much from it deeply, right? So the acne is just the neutral thing, but it's the stories that we tell ourselves on top of it that causes the suffering and the pain. And that story is those those critiques and those horrible words that you were saying to yourself in the mirror. That's yeah. the story that you're talking about. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and that right. part's optional. 
that That part is totally optional. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of what we learn in coach certification, and I think Lydia and I both bring it into our practice is there's fact and there's fiction. And what I love what Lydia is saying is she's not trying to dispute fact. If you have acne, that is a fact. If there is acne on your skin, that is a fact. But how you talk to you and what you think and make that acne mean, that part is the fiction. That part is the optional. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, go ahead. A concrete example that I can share with you is I still have a lot of scars on my face. Even if you can't tell on Zoom, like I still see it. And the story that I used to tell myself about my acne scars is that, oh my gosh, I still haven't healed. I can't believe I still look like this, which then made me feel really horrible about myself. And then I made an intentional decision to tell myself a different story, which is, look how far I've come. I am so proud of myself. I've healed so much and I've grown so much. And in a way, now when I look at my acne scars, it's a way for me to remember the growth and the journey that I've been on over the years. So totally different story, same exact situation, acne scars, right? And how has that story changed your life? I mean, obviously you feel better, right? But but how else does that show up for you in in day-to-day life? I think I have just learned how to be more empathetic and compassionate towards myself. I mean, it's a journey, right? It's not like a on and off button. You just turn on one day (laughs) and you no longer have any negative thoughts or negative self-talk, but it's just recognizing that I too am a human being and I too can tell myself stories. But now I guess the difference is I get to pick and choose more of the stories that I want to keep telling myself versus feeling out of control where the stories are just being told to me is what it used to feel like. And there was no any other option. There was no other option for me at the time. So it's just recognizing that all of these stories are available to me. And what do I want to pick and choose that serves me and my life? If that mm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. So I, I guess I want to ask you though, like, do you think 20 year old Lydia would hear this? Like how, and I'm, and I guess this is how you talk to your clients, right? Like how, mm-hmm. how do you, cause when they come in, I'm, I'm so certain that like, it's very hard at first to even fathom looking at it any differently. And certainly if this is, they've been, you know, living with acne for a long time, that is a story that feels pretty real and unchangeable. So, so how does that work even begin? I think it's going back to what I was saying earlier, recognizing that there's acne and there's the stories, right? One, it's normalizing the acne on your face. So many people deal with it at one point in their lives or at some point in their lives. For some people, it's in their adulthood. For some, it's in their teenage years. Like acne is a normal thing. And there's a woman named Byron Katie, whom I love. She often talks about loving what is, right? It's like when you're sitting in traffic, you can love what is, or you can try to fight it and resist it and 
try to you know do whatever you can to get out of it, but traffic's still going to be there. The same is true for your skin. When you're dealing with acne, acne is there. And of course, you can seek out the treatments, you can change your pillowcase every night, you can eat the cleanest meals and do all the right things. But sometimes it's not going to heal in the way that you want it to and how quickly you want it to. Sometimes it takes time. So it's really just taking the choice or taking control back into your hands with what you have control over, which is not how quickly your skin is going to heal, but how you want to show up as you're going through the healing journey itself. I love that. And I love it. Like that is why it's an acne mindset coach. It's not an acne, an acne coach or a, a cleanser coach. That's not Lydia. Yeah. It's that you learn to love yourself and to be kind and compassionate to yourself while you have acne, while this is a reality. Um, so you learned this lesson of self-love and self-compassion mm-hmm. later in life. Um, but how has your life changed? Well, I guess you spoke about that a little bit, but you can look in the mirror today and see the scars and focus yeah. on what you have accomplished versus you just focus on the story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in another way, in terms of how it's affected my life today, going back to how I became more empathetic and compassionate towards myself is noticing how important my own self-talk is just in general in life, not just about my skin, but I now catch myself when I'm saying a lot of should things like I should just suck it up or I should just do this. I shouldn't feel this way. Like a lot of should thoughts still creep in, but it's me noticing them, right? I think there's a huge difference between letting those thoughts just play in the background or catching ourselves mid-thought and then choosing, do I want to think it or do I not? I think that's been one of the biggest differences as well. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the, that (laughs) creepy should can yeah. certainly make you feel mm, not so good. So, <clears throat> catching yourself in the moment, that's a very practical tip of just mm-hmm. like tuning into that inner dialogue and that self-talk and just lovingly catching yourself and be like, mm, this doesn't feel great. Do I want to keep choosing it? What other suggestions would you um, offer someone listening right now that might be living with acne? Um, any tips you have for how they can, even just by listening to this podcast, start changing the way that they think about it or start, you know, improving their mindset while living with acne? I would say start out by catching the first thought that comes to mind when you look in the mirror. As soon as you look in the mirror, there's going to be some thought that creeps in. And it might take a minute for you to actually catch what that thought is because so many of us live our lives without paying attention to how we're thinking about things, right? It's not a muscle that we often practice until we're taught how to do it or to look out for it. So when you look in the mirror, I want you to catch one sneaky thought that's going to be creeping in the back of your mind. It can be something mean, like I used to tell myself, like, 
you look disgusting, you look horrible, whatever it is. Catch that thought. And when you catch it, ask yourself, how does it feel to be thinking this thought? And then you really sit with that feeling for a minute. I used to feel pretty horrible about myself when I thought those things. And then just remember that you don't have to tell yourself that story. So step one, catching it. Step two, figuring out how that makes you feel. Step three, remembering that you don't have to tell yourself that. So it's remembering that you have a choice. And then if you want to take the next step after that is to stop telling yourself that story and tell yourself something different. I want to bring back as this is so good, Lydia. I, I want to just go back to something that you said at the beginning, because I think that that's part of it. So you look in the mirror and when default is like, ugh, you look terrible. I'm just catching yourself, yep. feeling the feeling. But if we are, if, if our listeners are going to go a step for, further and choose to believe something different, what is then kind of like that? baby step they can take that neutrality talk yeah. yeah, that they can tell themselves just as an example, and they can just try it on. Cause obviously one belief is not a one size fits all here, but exactly. you know, is there, is there something that you can offer of like, just try this on if it's not, I'm beautiful or I love my skin. What could it be? Yeah. First of all, I love that you mentioned baby steps because that's exactly what you need to first practice. Right. It's going back to what I was saying earlier. Don't go, don't go from zero to a hundred. Take the baby steps where you can choose a thought that feels believable right in this moment. So I love that you said that. For me, it's really looking at your whole being. So I remember one of the questions that was in your questionnaire um, for a talk today was, what would you tell your teenage self, right? And what I would tell her is, you are so much more than your skin. You are so much more than your face. You are so much more than your body. You are also your heart. You are also your mind. You are also your energy. You are all of these things. So one thing that you can try on is thinking about your whole self. Your skin is just one little aspect of who you are, right? Your whole being. What else is there that you like about yourself or that you maybe don't dislike about yourself, right? Something that you feel more neutral about. It's, it could be something like, I like how I am compassionate towards other people. I like that I am a punctual person. I don't know. It could be something totally random, not related at all, but something else that you like about yourself, right? or I'm a good listener, whatever that is for you. Because again, you're so much more than one aspect of your life. So what is there about you that you like or don't dislike? And can we I love that so much because you know what else that does? It takes some of the power away from the acne, right? When you look in the mirror and you are defined solely by the acne, it, it gives all of the power to the acne. But when you look in the mirror and you remember all of which, all of what makes you so wonderful and worthy and amazing and human, right? 
it reminds you that your acne is just acne, right? It takes away some of that control um, that you might feel the acne has. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's so true, like what you focus on multiplies, right? I mean, that might sound cliche, but I think it's so true. If you're constantly focusing on your imperfections, the breakouts on your face, the things that you don't like about yourself, you're going to see more and more of those things when you look in the mirror. Oh, see, I have a crooked nose too. And my teeth are not perfect. And oh, my hair looks so weird today. Like, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. But if you take a step back and look for what do I like about myself? And start to train your brain to look for more and more of those, more and more of those things that will continue to multiply as well. Right. Yeah. I love that because that, that is ultimately what mindset is, is training your brain. And what are you going to give the, the volume to? Is it that default thought, right? When you look in the mirror that you've been thinking that has you staying home and not living the life of your dreams, or is it, a more mindful, intentional thought that has you focusing on that bigger picture. It is, it is 100% training your brain of what to focus on. And as you say, like to magnify because it, it will get bigger and bigger if you keep giving it that power. Exactly. If you keep giving it that power, that's right. So good. So good. So that, thank you to our, your teenage self. I'm sure she appreciates those words of wisdom. What, yes. what else should our listeners know or consider as they're, if they are living with acne right now and want to start changing that relationship with themselves and, yeah. and with their acne? It's like you read my mind, Leslie. <laughs> I was going to say your relationship with yourself affects everything. Your relationship with other people, your relationship with school or your work, your relationship with, I mean, everything really, social media, the likes, like all of that, right? Because if you have a healthy relationship with your with yourself and you love yourself and you really feel that every single day, then you won't obsess over the likes on social media or getting the external validation from somebody that you like or from your job, or from, you know, these external sources, because you know where you stand. You know that you're lovable and that you are worthy. But if your relationship with yourself is rocky or is unhealthy, then you're going to continue to outsource those feelings to other people and to other things in your life. The likes, the validation, the pat on the back, or somebody sending you a text, telling you something to make you feel a certain way, right? Like it's so easy to outsource those things. So I would say it all starts here, your relationship with yourself. That's where it all begins. And so certainly, I mean, one way obviously to improve that relationship with yourself is how you talk to you when you look in the mirror, right? So, so you covered that, but how, how, how are other ways to improve your relationship with you? I mean, that's ultimately all, all we're striving for, right? Because I would yeah. say like the ultimate ride or die, mm-hmm. it's you. You're looking at her. She's your forever friend. So so yeah. how can how how can that, in addition to the self-talk, 
um, just improve that relationship with you? I think it's the same as any other relationship that you want to cultivate, right? If it's a friendship, for example, like you and me, right? We check up on each other. We talk to each other. We're there for each other. We support each other. We encourage each other on the good days and the bad days, right? It's unconditional in a way. And I think the same needs to be applied with our relationships with ourselves too. Do you make time for you? Do you beat yourself up when something doesn't go your way? Do you, right? In addition to how you talk to yourself, that is, right? Like how much time and energy are you giving for yourself? Are you investing in yourself? Like all those things. So I don't think there is a one size fits all solution in terms of these are the things you should do to improve your relationship. But think about a relationship that you value in your life, whether it's a friend, a partner, a sibling, like whomever. And ask yourself, how do I invest my time and energy in this relationship that I can also bring back in words to me? And how can I be that person for me as well? Right. Mm, love it. Well, you're that person for me. So I'm forever <laughs> thankful to you. Um, <laughs> Same. I love this. And so like, why didn't they tell us that we could love ourselves no matter what our skin looks like? Why didn't they tell us that we could love ourselves with acne? Why didn't they tell us we didn't have to wait till our skin cleared up to live the life of our dreams? So good, Lydia. Anything else that you want to make sure we cover before we sign off? So this was awesome. And I'm so appreciative of you sharing this wonderful wisdom uh, on why didn't they tell us. Any, any final lessons learned that you want to share? I think we covered everything. Um, no, I can't think of anything else. I can. Where can <laughs> teenagers, young women, or listen, the same way I said on, on episode one, you know, this is for teenage girls and the teenage girl that still exists in you. No doubt some of those, I'm going to do air quotes, acne scars still exist on many 20, 30, 40, 50 year old women, because it is a mindset, right? Notice how even when the skin clears up, if you don't do that work of self-love and self-confidence and self-compassion, you could look in the mirror and see a completely clean face, right? And still have some of those old thoughts and those old stories. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there of while, while Lydia is a acne mindset coach, that, that's not a prerequisite. No doubt. If the mindset isn't fixed, if you still talk to yourself like you did, then please find Lydia at Authentic and Alive. Lydia, how can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Authentic and Alive or at AuthenticandAlive.com, my website. Fabulous. Well, Lydia, thank you so much. Thank you for reminding us that we can love ourselves no matter what we look like and whatever skin we are in. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my friends. Till next time, be good to you. And we will talk again soon. Love what you hear? Well, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at confidencecoachforgirls.com that's confidencecoachforgirls.com 
or email me at lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. That's lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you.